welcome everyone and uh, thanks again for tuning in and listening to the Ignite Church Answers podcast. This is a podcast for deeper discussions that go beyond a Sunday morning sermon. My guest for this episode, well, I will be having two guests, but uh, right now I'm sitting down with Josh Mayo, or is it Mayo? Mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Okay, well, welcome, Josh. It's awesome to uh, to have you here. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Uh, my name is Craig, and I'll be helping guide all these conversations through each of our episodes. Um, and this episode is going to, fa- uh, to focus mainly on um, Josh's and then our other guest, Molly, um, which you'll hear from later. Um, their Christian journeys, essentially, their testimonies. I wanted um, this month, with it being December, to be kind of just uh, a little bit different, uh, a little bit um, just change from what we've been doing for the past few episodes and try something a little bit new and um, just kind of dive in and learn a little bit more about people's testimonies. And hopefully this can kind of give more encouragement to other people to share their stories and just hope this can be a big snowball rolling on through the whole world, maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Encounter God, impact the world, right? So to start off, we're going to get to know Josh a little bit better with some icebreaker questions. Um, so the first one I'm going to ask, what is your favorite sport? All right. Um, so I think that I think that this has changed over the years um, in high school and in college. I would have said football um, and because uh, I played football in high school and in college. Okay. And um, But now that you can't really play football much anymore, like I – really enjoy watching it i would say it's probably my favorite sport to watch okay um but i i really enjoy playing golf um uh-huh. and then playing basketball as well too so those are the two probably sports that i i play the most now because you can't just you don't just get a bunch of guys together to play football <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's tough to do for yeah sure. um okay so i know that you're married um so this is kind of an interesting topic in my life with in my household um do you and your wife overlap tv preferences or is it kind of a small overlap because I get excited when my wife and I actually find a show we can watch together because we don't overlap very often. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, I mean, um, if we look deep enough, we found some, right? Okay. Um, but for the most part, we have different. If uh, if it has some sort of love interest in it, okay. um, then my wife is okay watching it. All right. But if there's none of that, then then no. Yeah, I so, got gotcha. you. Yep. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, like I said earlier, uh, this episode is just going to be focusing on our guests' testimonies and what their um, Christian lives have been like and just their walk with knowing Jesus. So I'm just going to let Josh introduce himself and just get us started with your whole Christian journey. I'm excited to, to hear more about it. Awesome. Thanks. Um, yeah, in my Christian journey has been a roller coaster, to, to say the least. Okay. Um, so, so I did grow up in, I would say, a Christian home. Um, my parents and my mom, I grew up with just my mom. Um, my dad was in, in Fargo here, but mainly I grew up in Hillsboro, North Dakota with my mom. Um, and she did bring me to, to church and Sunday school. Uh, I was a very strong-willed kid as well, and I didn't necessarily enjoy going. Okay. And so my mom didn't really want to fight me to go a lot of the times um and so that kind of your battles kind of yeah (laughs) yeah so that kind of ended that pretty quickly um but there was a friend of mine where it was kind of a rule if i stayed at his house his parents always went to church so i had to go with them in the morning um so i started kind of going back because of that a little bit and then in high school i was i was involved in the youth group I was involved in like the junior choir, they called it at our church. Um, and so I did a lot of stuff at the church. 
And I started going to church more often just by myself. I would either walk or when I got my license, I would drive. Um, And so, but it never really became something that was super, um, super important to me until, until later on. Um, so I went to, I went to Concordia college in, in Moorhead here. Go Cobbers. Go Cobbers. (laughs) Yes, sir. Um, and that's ultimately where, um, where I was really met with the Lord. Um, and so, uh, there was a guy by the name of Tyler Hines, um, talk about him a little bit more, but he was uh, pretty essential to me knowing the Lord. Um, I always knew that, uh, I, I wanted uh, wanted the Lord in, in in my life, but I didn't necessarily want to be associated with the quote unquote people that were full on for the Lord or living their life for the Lord. Um, I just didn't think there were people that I would like get along with or like they just didn't. To be quite frank, didn't seem a ton of fun to me. Okay, <laughs> um, yeah. So like uh, so that's just something that I just never really like uh, did nosedived into um and then tyler came along and was knocking on my dorm room door constantly um and i ran out of excuses to tell him and eventually went to his bible study and when i went there there was like a ton of other football guys there's a couple of people who play basketball um and then there's a couple other cool guys that just like playing video games like doing a lot of the stuff that i did and we really just hung out um we did get into the word um but it was just we kind of just hung out and i really clicked with those guys and that was a really big turning point um there was another guy his name was max otto um he's a couple years older than me i remember him watching him at regional basketball in high school um and he was kind of one of their um one of their star players on their team and you have to be with a name like max Max Otto. Otto, yeah and uh and so like he was there um and i remember thinking like here's this dude that was really good at basketball really good at athletics um and somebody that i kind of looked up to to from afar i'd never met him before but here he is like living his life for the lord Mm -hmm. um and so that was a huge turning point for me um but it wasn't just like one and done there um I had a lot of stuff that I had to get rid of and a lot of stuff that the Lord wanted me to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to do so. Um, And so I still had my own life that I wanted to live, um, things that I, that I wanted to do. And so uh, a couple years go by and there's a winter conference that crew puts on. It was called TCX. It was the twin cities experience. Uh, Now they call it winter conference. Oh, um, TCX is such a cooler yeah, name. I know they <laughs> wanted. It, I that. know they wanted it to be uniform, like across all the U.S. So sure. it's all just winter conference. But um, and so um, I wasn't gonna go because it was like it's semi expensive, especially when you're a college kid. It was like 250 bucks to go to this conference, mm-hmm. um, and you have to you had to give up part of your uh, Christmas break because uh, it was over the New Year's, mm-hmm. um, and so. And so I didn't really want to want to do that, and I didn't want to spend that money. Um, but again, Tyler Hines, again, credit to him, um, after we had met one day, he left, and then all of a sudden, after a couple minutes after he left, a little envelope slips between my underneath my door. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, all it says on it is, from the Lord. <laughs> so I open it, and it's a check for the 250 bucks wow. to go to to go to this TCX conference. Wow, cool. Um, and so I was like, well, now I really have really no excuse. Like, it's not about the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the money to go now, and it's specifically for this. Yeah. Um, so that's, I went to TCX, um, and that is where the Lord really just gripped my heart. And it was the first time I'd really felt like the Lord, I could actually, like, 
I don't, I wouldn't say it's audibly, but I could really hear him talking to me. Um, and he was just saying like, Hey, I see you trying and that's, that's okay. Um, but there's some things that are holding you back. If you really want to do this, Josh, I'm going to need you to get rid of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, and that literally in a room full of thousands of students that literally brought me to my knees and I just started crying, um, and ultimately gave my life to the Lord that night. Um, it was the night before new year's Eve. Um, and, uh, and again, even though I gave my life to the Lord, I still had a lot of that stuff that he was calling me to get rid of that I just, I couldn't let go of. Um, yeah. It was, it was kind of like the American dream. It was uh, a relationship that I had been in at the time. Um, and that was just uh, unfaithful, unpure, um, all these kinds of things. And so that was really hard um, to do that as well. So I, I guess, yeah, Tyler Hines really had a, a huge part of that. And then... Uh, kind of fast forward, I ended up graduated from Concordia, and um, this is a huge part of my story as well, is uh, and why I really harp on college kids to get plugged into a church, because after I graduated, uh, I lost all my community. Um, all my crew friends, all my Bible study buddies, um, they all left, went out to get other jobs, places, or they got married. Um, and so I ended up, uh, ended up moving into a house with a, a bunch of uh, cousin of mine and a bunch of other buddies. And I kind of just went down a, a really dark path. Um, mm. I, I basically realized that I didn't get the quote unquote college experience, um, that the yeah. world offers, um, sure. of partying and doing all this stuff yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so like that was kind of my justification. And so after that, I kind of went down a long road of, of alcohol and kind of going to parties and doing all those things. So that happened after I graduated. Okay. Um, and so then that's when I, I basically, um, I kind of hit a bottom there. Um, and long story was actually my wife at the time now that kind of got me to realize what I was doing. Uh, cause I had met my wife at that TCX conference before. Oh wow! Um, okay. we were just kind of, just kind of friends. Um, just kind of met her there. But I remember talking to my, one of my best buddies, Mason Herman, um, and just saying like, man, this girl is super good looking and she's living her life for the Lord. Like that'd be cool if I could like marry a girl like that someday, like, yeah. um, just living for the Lord. Um, I find her super attractive. Um, and I would, yeah, that would just be ideal. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And so, uh, a little fun fact i tried out for the voice after um after i graduated no way I didn't yeah know that. yeah wasn't really <laughs> expecting to do anything i just thought it'd be a cool experience okay. um so i went and tried out i posted about it on facebook and morgan uh, my wife this girl that i was talking about that i met at tcx um she messaged me on facebook and was like hey i uh, see that you're trying out for the voice that's super cool like um tell me more about that and a light bulb kind of went off in my head again and i was just like okay, here's this girl. And if I'm ever going to marry a girl like that, like the road that I'm going down right now, I can't continue to do this. Mm -hmm. Like there's yeah. no way that she'll ever go for me or any girl like that will ever uh, be attracted to me or want to marry me. Um, and so that was another light switch to kind of bring me back to the Lord. So in a roundabout way, it was kind of my wife that kind of, it wasn't yeah. my wife at the time, but that kind of brought me back 
to that. Sure. Um, and then it was still kind of a, a road from there, but she kind of helped me get back into living my life for the Lord. I kind of turned my life around basically to kind of date her <laughs> in a sure? sense. Right. Yeah. Um, but then, uh, but then, yeah, we kind of, we, we joined, uh, after we got married, we joined staff with crew. Um, and uh, another guy named Kyle Helving, um, he really was very influential because I was always living um, in that time for the Lord, so I thought, right? But he really broke me down and brought me back to the basics and had me find out what what does really salvation mean? What does grace really mean? What does mm-hmm. reconciliation really mean? Like yeah. all these Christian words that like I've been throwing around for years, right? Yeah. Um, and I know roughly what they are, but he made me go to the Bible and find out what does it mean to me? Um, and yeah. he didn't tell me what it meant in his own words. He made me find it myself. Um, and that was really essential for me and figure out basically what is my theology around God? Um, mm-hmm. What do I believe? And so that is where I just, I actually took off from there. Um, so Tyler Hines is kind of the foundation. Yeah. Um, and Kyle is kind of the one that, that built me up and kind of gave me the wings to fly a little oh. bit, I would say. You still got a close relationship with these guys? Um, so Tyler Hines, yes. Um, we meet up every Friday morning. Uh, we have been for about five years. Wow. Every Friday morning at 20 Below Coffee. And uh, it's a group of five or six of us. No place better. And no, no. <laughs> and we just we just keep each other in check. Um, yeah. We make sure we're good with the Lord. Uh, we make sure we're good husbands. We make sure we're good fathers. Um, if we're struggling with things, we just kind of all talk through that with each other. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Kyle, um, Kyle's still part of a crew. Um, my wife works with crew. So I see Kyle at some, some of their events and some of those things as well. Okay. Does she, so do they work for a specific crew on a specific campus or is it a bigger umbrella? I was never involved in crew so in college, so I'm not hundred percent sure how it works. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, that's okay. So yeah, most of the time you get assigned to a campus. Um, so when I was in crew, I was assigned to NDSU's campus. Okay. So I was um, meeting with students in the dining center at NDSU. I was discipling students at NDSU, those kinds of things. My wife now is at MSUM's campus. Oh, okay. um, so she's meeting with students there and discipling students as well. Awesome. It's really cool yeah. how your story kind of starts off as not necessarily kind of people trying to shove the Bible in your face and, you know, just like really force you to go to church and that kind of thing. It kind of, it seems like it started out as a good foundation of kind of fellowship and friendship with these guys at this Bible study. And then that's how you kind of built that firm foundation to, to launch off your Christian life from there. I think that's a really cool way to, to go, to go about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause like in hindsight, looking back, for some reason, I know that the Lord had a hand in my life because um, yeah. I kept going back. Like, I remember I would shoot hoops in my driveway and I would like, I would play basketball against Jesus. It, like, okay. so I would <laughs> yeah. like, I would be playing basketball by myself. Um, and how it worked was every shot that I missed, he would get two points. And every shot that I made, I would get one point. Okay. Um, and so I would, uh, I'd be dribbling around and I would shoot or I'd do a layup or I'd do whatever. Um, and it just, uh, I just kept playing. Um, and I, I just, I literally would have a picture in my head that I was, I was playing with him. And, um, and so I don't know, it's just, I just always had this thing. Like he would always come back into my life no matter yeah. where I was. So it's, 
it's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. I've never heard uh, that that kind of description <laughs> before. I've never heard someone playing one-on-one against Jesus. That's, yeah. That's cool. That's a new one for me. Um, but that's that's what I'm really hoping that these kinds of episodes on the podcast will will be about is, you know, hearing the listeners hearing something that maybe they haven't heard before that can somehow relate to them in their lives or, you know, flip on a light switch in their mind to to take that next step into their faith or um, you know, give them encouragement to share their story with others. And that can just kind of start this big domino effect. And that's what I'm really hoping for with this. So Josh, I really want to thank you for sharing your story. I know you've done it a lot, so um, it was pretty easy for you, but um, I'm sure everyone listening really appreciates it. I appreciate it. Um, love getting to know you better. Um, so listeners, uh, just keep on listening. Um, again, this is for deeper discussions that go beyond a Sunday morning sermon. Um, for the Ignite Church Answers podcast, I'm Craig Cusick. Later on in this episode, we will hear from uh, another uh, attendee at Ignite Church. She's also uh, another singer that uh, leads on Sunday mornings uh, uh, occasionally, so uh, her voice might be uh, familiar. Um, but Josh, at the end of all of the kind of sessions I have with the guests, I like to say uh, Ignite's mission statement, which is to encounter God and impact the world. So I'm going to say the first part, and then you're going to say the second. Ready? Encounter God. Impact the world. All right. And uh, so welcome back, everyone. I don't know if that was more of like a little commercial break or something, but um, one thing that I did uh, forget to ask Josh when we were sitting down and recording was, what is something that he wants people to take away or find encouragement from in his story? And that's something that I want a lot of people to think about when they're listening to these episodes is, you know, what's something that you're going to find encouragement in from all these different kinds of testimonies people are saying? And here's what Josh uh, wrote back to me. He says, I want people to take away from my story that the sanctification process is real and it's a ride. My life wasn't greater after I received Christ. Christ, It actually got harder before it got better, but it's 100% worth it. And the ride's not going to be over until we are all with him. So that's what Josh wrote back to me, that he wants people to be able to find encouragement in. It's not an easy ride from beginning to end. Um, in fact, Jesus tells us multiple times that it is a very difficult ride, um, but it's going to be 100% worth it when we're with him. So thank you um, for uh, getting back to me on that, Josh. And with that, we're going to actually welcome in our second guest for this episode, Molly Jaspers. Is that how I pronounce your yes, last name? Yes, right, that is great. correct. Awesome. So Molly is uh, one of the, um, what, worship leaders, singers yeah, um, yeah. In, the, in the worship band here at Ignite Church. And um, she has graciously agreed to sit down with me and uh, tell us a little bit about, um, hopefully a lot actually, a bit about her uh, testimony and her story um, about coming to... Um, get to know Jesus and um, your relationship with him thus far. But first, we're going to start with a couple questions to get to know you a little bit better, if that's okay. Um, so I'll start off with one that I've kind of asked a couple people, but I think it tells you, it tells you a lot about a person um, without being too, too much of a pry. So what is your favorite board game, if it's game night with oh, the friends? Okay, favorite board game? Um... Yeah, my family is actually really into board games, um, okay. and we actually have, it's kind of kind of nerdy, we have like a family board game, it's called Master Detective, all my dad's side of the family plays it, they each have their own copy, it's basically like um, a larger expanded version of Clue, okay. and um, there's like more rooms, more weapons, more people, and um, 
my dad's side, they like each have a copy. It's like a, almost like a rite of passage into our family. Like <laughs> you get a copy of the board game when you move out of the house and we all learn how to play it. And they have this like huge notation system for how you decipher like who did the who did the murder or whatever so um yeah it's just like a super nostalgic game for for me and it's fun and a lot of like like um detective work kind of so um yeah so that is a game that i like a lot um yeah otherwise like i like a lot of word games and stuff like that so okay yeah Yeah. i feel like the word or the board game question it tells a lot about a person because if your favorite game is like Monopoly, then you're like, yeah. you can get like hardcore. Yeah, you're not you're afraid like to get down throat. and dirt. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. But then if it's like solitaire, then you're just like, okay, with being more chill with life or something. So yeah, yeah. that's that's great. Um, yeah, those detective ones can be kind of fun. We, My wife and I try to do some of these like mystery ones where you have like this a bunch of clues and a bunch of mm-hmm. suspects and you have to figure out this crime and... Yeah. We're, we need it. We need hints a lot of the time. You yeah. can like look up hints and figure them out. But but those are kind of fun. Um, another question, just for fun: Would you rather fly in a plane or take a road trip to your destination? Mm. I would say road trip. Um, I actually have only flown twice and it was for like a school trip so i never had to like do any of the logistics i don't really know what i'm doing like i so i i don't think i could say flying because i just haven't experienced it enough but i do love road trips i think like half of the fun of a trip can be the drive there and back and like some of my favorite memories are from that um with my family or friends or whatever so Yeah. yeah road trip cool awesome so um, with that, thanks for letting us get to know you a little better. That's great. Um, so we're just going to dive right in, and I'm going to kind of let you just tell your story and just kind of let you mm-hmm. talk. I might interject and ask a couple questions here and there, but um, we just really want to hear about what your journey with Christ has been like. So yeah, start us off. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of my story. So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, I was so blessed to have... Um, I have such amazing parents who are very loving and encouraging and um, definitely modeled um, Christian life. Um, They have very sincere faith. And um, so, yeah, I we were very involved in church. We probably like couldn't have been more involved in church. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we would go to the nine o'clock service and then we go to 1030 Sunday school and then we do. Wednesday night activities, any sort of event the church had, we were there. Uh, my parents served a lot. So, um, yeah, definitely grew up in the church, and that was so good. So I'm so blessed by that and blessed by my parents. Um, the gospel was very much part of our home as well. Um, yeah. yeah, we, uh, my parents were very intentional with that, and, um, you know, we always read the Bible together after every meal, and yeah, just a lot of ways that um, I was very blessed in my home. And um, so with all of that, I probably, I accepted Jesus when I was either like two or three. I honestly don't really remember. Like I only have vague pictures of the actual moment. um, But I know that I did genuinely understand um, that I was sinful and that I needed um, Jesus to save me. And I understood that. And um, repented of my sins. Um, so yeah, 
I accepted Jesus at that very young age. So honestly, haven't really known a time without Jesus, um, which on like that is such a testament to God's faithfulness, like just that part of it from from the very start that he has, um, you know, that he's been in my life that long. Um, and yeah, but there, I would say there were definitely, um, even though I always loved Jesus and was definitely saved, like I know it was a genuine um, faith at a young age, um, there are definitely areas of immaturity and um, there are a lot of things that I um, had to grow through and yeah. learn along the way. Um, so that's one way in which I feel like my story is maybe a little bit different than others in that um, it's kind of just a growth over my whole life, not like one specific moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, so grew up in a Christian home. I also went to a Christian school, um, K through 12, which was really great. Um, but yeah, like I said, there were some immaturities and um, I was a pretty selfish kid. I, um, you know, I was a kid who had all the right answers and knew all the right answers because I grew up in the church and, um, yeah, was just very much um, a kid who knew everything and um, pretty selfish. I could be pretty mean to other kids around me and, um, yeah, I um, could be pretty mean with my words, um, or my actions or just very judgmental of others. And I was also a kid who like, I never did anything super wrong in front of adults because I never wanted to get yeah. in trouble. Um, but then I was, you know, mean to other kids around me or, um, selfish, um, in different ways. Um, so yeah, so definitely, um, had some of those things going on. Um, and there wasn't one moment that changed that necessarily, but I would just say that through all those Christian environments that I was in, um, God just really used those to soften my heart, um, and show me more of what a relationship with him looked like and a deeper relationship with him. And, um, yeah, I would say like around late elementary school, um, yeah, just really started growing a lot more in my faith. And, um, yeah, he started giving me, God started giving me more compassion for, um, people around me and showed me more, um, how my actions impacted others and how, um, he valued people, um, so much and loves them and, um, that I wasn't treating them that way. And, um, yeah, so really grew through that. And I started wanting to obey Christ, um, and do the right thing, not just to avoid punishment, um, but because it's right and to glorify God and because he's deserving of, of that. And, um, yeah. yeah. When did you kind of come to, to that realization or light bulb in your head? Yeah, I would say, I would say probably late elementary school. I like maybe sixth grade or so I really realized like, wow, I'm, you know, I should be more intentional with this. And like, these are areas of sin that I, um, that are just not okay. And that's not a person who I want to be. Um, and yeah, so yeah, it grew a lot through that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, even a young age to be even kind of that self-aware to, to realize like, okay, I need to change my ways even, you know, for a sixth grader, that's, 
that's a, a lot to to handle and take in even like in your own mindset because i know you're saying like you know you were mean to other kids but then nice around adults and mm -hmm. you know I, I don't think that's like a, a a bad thing per se to say like as a judgment on your character or anything because that's like just how kids are you know yeah. so um yeah yeah so i i mean that's like that's pretty pretty cool mm -hmm. that you have known him you know like you said since you were like two or three years yeah. old and haven't really lived without him um mm -hmm. but but yeah. i mean you, you were you know five six seven years old you were just being a five six seven yeah. year old like yeah you had christ in your life but you were still a yeah, human kid you know yeah, it's yeah like it's definitely it was a genuine faith for sure but yeah like they're you know it's slightly different as a kid and um, but yet I still knew, like, I still knew those things were, I still felt convicted over some of those things or, um, you know, I knew those were areas that I wasn't following Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the start of my story. And then, yeah. So then kind of moving on to like high school, um, I was still really involved in my church, um, mm -hmm. in my Christian school, um, which was so good and um, really great. Um, but I would say I, I did struggle a lot with um, placing my identity in Christ alone. Um, I depended a lot on myself and also on others. Um, I, depending on myself, I was always able to, um, you know, be successful in school, um, or just generally in life, I was able to be pretty successful on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, and like my family never had any big issues or I never had any crazy things that I really had to, um, like really trust God in. I mean, I did trust him, but you know, I was able to get by pretty well, um, trusting in myself and, um, definitely had some pride in my own abilities, um, but then I also definitely relied on, um, the opinions of others and the validation of others. And, um, I think those two, like pride in yourself kind of goes hand in hand with that of like, you know, I was always achieving and striving for like, I'm a perfectionist, um, yeah. and like always striving for that so that I could get the recognition, um, from others or so that like, I was always, there's always something more, um, to achieve or to look to if you're putting your hope in your accomplishments, um, or looking for that validation from others. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I, um, struggled with a lot and, um, left me feeling like a lot of loneliness and, um, or just insecurity and um, anxious thoughts about um, if I was, you know, if I was at the top or if I was doing enough or um, especially with friendships. Um, I depended on those a lot, um, but never felt like um, they were enough um, or feeling like, um, yeah, always kind of felt like other people had closer friends than I did and, um, looking for validation and friendships and wanting more. Um, but yeah, so really worked through a lot of that and really had to, um, constantly be coming back to Christ and, um, reminding myself that, um, you know, other people and my own accomplishments are never going to fill me. Um, they're always going to fall short um, unless I am relying on Christ first and being filled with 
with the love of Christ. Um, there is, there's a verse in first John that I remember when I read it, it was just fresh in my mind. Um, one point when I read it, um, and it talks, it's a passage talking about, um, the love of Christ. And, um, there's a verse that says something, um, like not an exact quote, but we rely on the love that God has for us. And, Mm. um, I remember reading that and, even though it was something I already knew, um, just reading it again um, was just reminded and it kind of hit home of like, I'm putting my my faith and my hope in other people um, and in my own accomplishments first and not relying on the love of Christ. Um, and I won't ever, those will always fall short and I'll always feel insecure or anxious or um, like I'm wanting more. Um, if I'm putting my hope in other things. Um, and so, yeah, just had to learn a lot of, you know, laying those, those thoughts at the feet of Jesus and, um, relying on his love and reminding myself of his faithfulness and his promises and, um, not taking in those other thoughts. Um, and, um, yeah, and not relying on myself or other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like you're, it's kind of funny. You never know who you're going to affect with your testimony, right? But you're really affecting me right now. Like, that's like speaking right into me. Like, I I deal with all those same kind of things. Yeah. Even now, you know, I have, my wife will be the first to tell you I have the biggest case of FOMO out of anyone she knows. Oh, like, yep. you know, trying, yes. trying to please others and, you know, just worrying about, you know, is my relationship or friendship with this person good enough to last forever right. or, you know whatever yeah. what have you but um but yeah so you're you're speaking right into yeah. into my heart right now but um yeah so so you're in high school and you know is there any other kind of kind of big yeah moments or anything like that in high school that kind of kept you kept your relationship mm-hmm. with jesus deeper and kept help getting it stronger yeah yeah i would say really just being um in those christian environments in a christian school in really involved in my church. Um, those were such good things for me and being surrounded by Christian friends, um, being reminded and, um, of the truths of the gospel and, and being surrounded by scripture and, and reading scripture. Those were all things that, um, really helped me, really helped me stay on track and focus on Christ. And, um, yeah, so yeah, so that was, I'm so thankful for that in high school and being able to learn that stuff in high school. Um, and then, yeah, moving to college. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was really ready um, going to college to um, kind of put some of those insecurities or those things behind me. And as cliche as it sounds, like college is kind of a fresh start and um yeah. i was ready to just you know move forward and step forward in boldness in my faith and um yeah just be in a new environment for that to happen um yeah so i was excited for that yeah i um got involved in a campus ministry right away um at college and that was really great um college was a super great time in my faith um that's yeah that's nice like right away freshman year 
the first activities fair? What do I get involved with? Your radar is yes. right away up. Where's the ministry? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I grew up in Fargo-Moorhead. So okay. I, I knew about most of the campus ministries okay. too. And so I, I was, you know, I was ready for that and excited for that. Um, and yeah, that was a really, really good thing for me. Um, college was really a time I grew so much in like... Um, confidence in the Lord and boldness in my faith and really what it looked like to live out my faith. Um, and, um, yeah, I was, I served a lot in that campus ministry. I led some Bible studies and, um, led worship, things like that. Um, and, um, yeah, it was just really good. Um, I stepped out a lot, like leading Bible studies was definitely a step out in my faith. Um, as far as like the relationship side, especially. Um, and yeah, I just learned so much about being intentional in community and, um, putting myself in uncomfortable situations and trusting the Lord in that. And, um, just seeing, um, how he worked in other people's lives and seeing, um, all of the, the knowledge that I had gained from, you know, growing up in a Christian home, really seeing him use that, use those things, um, and use my life, um, to glorify him was just such a cool thing to see in college. And, um, and none of it was me. It was all, it was all God. And, um, that was just such a, um, a good time for me and really, um, trusting in him and especially coming out of high school with some of those insecurities and some of those like worries about friendships. Um, it's such a testament to God's faithfulness when I look back at my life and see like all of the community that I built in college, Mm -hmm. um, or that he built in college for me, um, in contrast to what I struggled with in high school. Um, so yeah, college was just a really good time. Um, and I feel like has taught me so much about, um, yeah, serving and community and, um, and just his goodness and the joy that's found in Christ. Um, so yeah, that was kind of college. Um, and then, yeah, moving on, I, um, got involved in Ignite right away after, after college and that's been really good and, um, kind of leads to where I am now of, you know, um, working and trying to serve in the workplace in the best way that I can and how I can honor and glorify God in that and how I can right now I'm kind of, um, learning just a lot about how to, um, set aside myself and be, think less of myself and more of Christ and be more aware of what he's doing in his kingdom and, um, how I can love and serve him and share his, share the gospel, um, with those around me. So that's awesome. You know, it's kind of, it's funny that you have, you know, a story where you've known Jesus your entire life, basically. And um, I feel like that's actually the more rare story that you hear nowadays. Mm -hmm. Um, Or even just the fact that um, you've stuck, you know, with Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. through thick and thin, through your whole life. And you've always found a way to turn back to him. And, you know, usually there's the the point in the story where things get rough and you turn away and then something else happens and it's a big moment in your life and you come right back. And, um, I just think it's really cool that you have, you know, a unique story in your own right that, um, shows that, you know, through someone's entire life, they can still, you know, stick and stay strong with, 
with Jesus and find community in um, in their church wherever they are, yeah. which is which is really cool. So thank you very much for for sharing that story with us. Um, mm-hmm. I also want to um, ask one last thing um, at the end of your story, and that is, you know, if um, it's kind of the same question I meant to ask Josh is, you know, what um, what do you want these the listeners to to take away from your story, or if they want to find any sort of um, points of encouragement or anything like that from your story that you just want people to to know and remember and take with them yeah yeah definitely um yeah i'd say kind of two things first first off um yeah just kind of going off what you said of like like just the faithfulness of god in that like i have I, like there's nothing that I have done to deserve to be walking with God this long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all his faithfulness. And, um, yeah, when I think about my story and like the fact that it's, it has literally been like almost my entire life, like yeah. that's nothing of my own doing. It's all the work of Christ and, um, just crazy to me. And just, I'm just so in awe of the fact that, God would be that faithful and that he, you know, for some people, he's most glorified by, you know, them walking away and coming back to him. But for some reason in my life, it's, he's most glorified by me walking with him the whole time. And like, um, yeah, just, I don't know, that shows me a different side of God and his character, um, and his faithfulness and just how unique each of our stories are. Um, and how valuable every, every story and every life is. And yeah, I'd say, so my encouragement from that is, um, like just truly see the, the faithfulness of God and, um, that he, his character is so perfect and so good and, um, he's so sovereign and, um, yeah, just what a blessing it is that we know him and that he loves us and, that he offers us his grace and um, only through the work of Christ can we even approach, approach God at all. And, um, and through his softening of our hearts and um, yeah. So I would just say like, um, yeah, encouragement that like he is so faithful um, and can be trusted in that. And um, also that the kind of the second part, like your life is so important. Every life is so important and, mm-hmm. um, every story is so important. And yeah. even in my moments of like loneliness or trying to do things myself, like God is so aware of each of us and what we're going yeah. through and, um, so loving. And I recently read uh, a verse in Psalms, um, where it says like every tear is written Um, you have a record of every tear. Um, and yeah, just like the closeness and the nearness of God and, um, that like God is with you through every part of your story and, um, knows it and cares about it deeply and, um, has designed it for his glory. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That that's a very good answer. I think you're uh you're getting close to being ready to preach on a Sunday maybe with the <laughs> sovereign dropping a sovereign on us. That's the word of the day. Um so thank you for that. This yeah. has been really great. Um thank you for sharing your story. Um thank you the listeners for listening to Molly and uh, Josh's stories. Um I hope they you know found encouragement um in you on like they have for me. Um I'm really excited to just keep hearing more stories like this. This has been super fun. 
Um, please remember to, you know, as always, just keep listening as we dig deeper into topics and stories that just go beyond a Sunday morning. Um, and for the Ignite Church Answers podcast, I'm your host, Craig Cusick. And Molly, at the end of each of the podcasts, I like to do what we do on Sundays and say Ignite's mission statement to encounter God and impact the world. I'm going to say the first part. You're going to scream the second part. Yeah. Ready? Encounter God. Impact the world.